1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! unbelievable. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Face-Off podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft... Uh-huh.
0: I, I, picks it up. Blue line on the 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 and it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining
2: up for a gym trail. Way to go game. And the zone, Sikora kicks it out, got it back near side for real. Face Off. The Daily Face Off. The
1: Daily Face Off Podcast with
2: your
0: host, Brock Sagan.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season four, episode three of the Daily Face Off Podcast. It's been like two days since we recorded a podcast, but we're back. It's the preseason. We're hyped. We're getting you ready for your drafts. Uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about the Eric Carlson trade, broke down the center position for this year's fantasy hockey season, and this week we're back with the left wing preview. Uh, Same as last week. Top 10s, centers, or sorry, top 10 left wings, busts, breakouts, sleepers, rookies at the position. Uh, We're going to talk about 25, 30 different left wings, I'm sure, on today's podcast at some point. Um, If it sounds like we're rushing a little bit, we might rush through the top 10 just a touch because we've got a fantasy, the DFO fantasy mock draft coming up here in 19 minutes. So we're going to try to get through these top 10s in the first. Uh, 20 minutes, and then <laughs> after the draft, we'll be back to talk about sleepers, breakouts, busts, and rookie left wing. So, as usual, I'm your host, Brock Segan. To my left, Dylan D. Berthnew. D, how's it going?
1: Couldn't be better, man. On the mic, got a beer, football's
0: on. It's a good Monday. Right?
2: And across from me, Michael Biebs, Bonnie. How's it going, Biebsy?
0: Got my draft pants on, they're a little tight, because I haven't worn them in a year, but um, but yeah, got them on, ready to go, and uh, you know, it's everything hockey right now, it's... Must cool. be nice to
1: fit into pants from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Draft pants, though. Only used for drafting. Can't use them for anything else.
0: Flexible off. waistband? yeah. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> might talk about
2: how our first couple of rounds went uh, in the second half, just to kind of give you guys an idea of where. Because uh, we're slotted, spread out all the way across the first round. Uh, beebe has got the third overall pick. Dylan's Ooh. got the sixth overall pick. And I've got the 11th overall pick. So we're kind of separated. Could give our listeners a good idea of who they might be able to get. At you know different spots in the first three rounds, so uh, let's get right into it. Though let's talk about some left wingers. Uh, D, let's start with you this week. Uh, we're talking left wingers, top ten. Who's your top five this year?
1: Um, so you know, right off the bat, no surprise, we got Ovi at number one. Uh, guys, just a model of consistency at the position. I think we touched on it last week, but by far the safest bet to hit forty goals in the NHL this season. Yep. Uh, and the only one really with the reliable shot at hitting fifty. Um, you know, 49 goals, 38 assists last season. Picked up a 7th Rocker-Richard Trophy. Obviously his first Stanley Cup 7th well. Rocket richard uh, Isn't that crazy? That is so nuts. Um, a- as impressive as anything about Ovechkin, especially from a fantasy perspective, uh, is his durability. He's missed just 29 regular season games across the entirety of his 13-year career. Uh, and he's led the NHL in shots 11 of, 11 of those 13 years. Um, so just an absolute stud. I think there's a case to be made for taking him second overall because there's just you just know what you're going to get from Ovechkin. Um, so, yeah, no doubt he's number one. Number two, I got Brad Marchand back to back points, 85 point seasons, I yeah. think. Uh, and he did it in just 68 games last year, which is incredible. A couple
2: casual suspensions, had some fun along the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had some fun along the way. Licked a couple faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, he's going to consistently get his scoring chances um, playing with Pasternak and Bergeron just at 5v5. Be an five. idiot. Yeah, <laughs> stay on the ice. Yeah, that's really you all. Get 100 <laughs> points. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think he's a better bet to hit 80 points again than any of the guys below him. So that's why I have him at number two. Number three, I got Jamie Ben, just a perennial point per game player. I think he's a little more reliable than who I got at number four, Taylor Hall. Hall was obviously amazing last year, but he had some things kind of break and bounce in his favor, specifically with his shooting percentages. Um, So I'm expecting a little bit of regression here He still should probably be right up around 80 points But I don't see him getting back to 93 points Like he did a year ago En route to the Hart Trophy Uh, And then I got our Timmy Panarin at number 5 We were all expecting some sort of um, I guess downtick in his production last year After getting moved away from the Blackhawks And Patrick Kane But it's the complete opposite He posted career (laughs) highs across the board Uh, And what I really liked to see Was the 228 shots on goal That was a career high from him Hadn't really been a monster as far as uh, producing shots before last year. So that was really good to see. Uh, the driving force of that top line in Columbus. And he should continue to see upwards of 19-20 minutes a night. He's a great player. Another guy that I think that's a lock to be right around a point per game last year. Uh, maybe he just doesn't have or hasn't shown yet to have the ceiling that the
2: guys ahead of him do. Mm-hmm. The only reason just I just like, just like literally the most consistent floor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And
1: he's the only guy in on this top five list that could potentially be playing for a different team before mm-hmm. season's end. Yep. Um, so you never know how that could shake up his possibility. I don't think well, he, unless could, Boston decides to do something right. crazy, like
0: right, another one of their superstars. Right. But I don't
1: think he could really find himself I mean, in a better situation with Columbus. Obviously, maybe you could have some better line mates, but to get into a scenario like that without taking a hit to the
2: minutes really isn't likely, right? So, no, um. And so we he, talked about him a little bit last week, too, with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Atkinson. He's mm-hmm. just, like, that first line is, is lights out in Columbus. And, yeah. I mean, like you said, oh, he might regress playing away from Patrick Kane, and then he just put a, 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 a huge kibosh yeah. on that one. And yeah. just did, you know... He's like, hey, I, I kind of want some space for, yeah. you know,
0: and just feel a, little, feel a little too much Patty Kane with yeah. yeah, so I got
1: Ovi, Marchand, Ben, Hall, Panarin, in that order. That's my top
2: five. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... I'll go. Next, Biebs. Just because mine is the exact Mine's same. also the exact same. Is it oh, yeah. okay? Uh, yeah. I actually flip-flopped Panarin uh, and Hall. I just think that Hall is due for a little bit of regression this year. I uh, simply put, New Jersey's just not that great. Yeah. Overall, I think uh, I literally just finished their season preview on uh, on dailyfaceoff.com, and just looking at that lineup, it's just not that impressive. Like, I mean, him and Heisher played very well together last year. Like, Jesper Brat is so yes, meh on the other side, where I think Patterns has got a little bit more reliable wing, uh, center wing combo. And, like, we talked about last week, though, Dubois and he shared two breakout candidates yeah, for exactly. us, for all three of us. So, um, But I just think that Pantern's a little bit more reliable, a safer pick. If it was up to me, I would take him just ahead of Hall. Um,
0: and then you obviously have Hall ahead of and beeps. So yeah, yeah, I have the exact same top five as D. And we didn't go over this before, so before you guys were like, oh, you probably. Fair notes. No, we actually did not. Um, so I got Obi first again. Three hundred plus shots. That's that's whole, you're taking a category in itself when you have Obi if you got shots in your league, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Brad Marchand. People hate him, so they're gonna draft him maybe even later and totally let them do that. Great fantasy. Player. I just I've Go seen a him.
2: lot of people like just like knocking on Marchand. It's, so, it it's just so weird to me because like once the season gets well a once once the season gets underway, then all of a sudden you remember just how dominant yeah. that line is. Like I don't care if you like Marchand or not. That's the best line in hockey. Yeah, he's gonna put up
0: eighty points. If yeah, you yeah. hate him or if you don't, too so, so, do people like have hold grudges or whatever. Like who cares? The guy's not gonna know if you didn't choose him that you don't like him. He's gonna do. Pick and the best player for your fantasy team.
1: Brock, and what we I know we have talked about it, too. There were some people talking about, um, you know, he shot a little high last year. Yeah, 18. Uh, 18, seven, but his yeah. career mark is 15. Yeah, exactly. It's and even like if that. you think his counting stats are going to regress a little bit, he was only playing 68 games last season. Mm-hmm. He's still on... Was on pace for 100 points.
0: He stays on the ice, like yeah. yeah this is what we keep talking about. He so plays I, that full allotment of 8-2 games. And days. he takes the right shots. He's not just firing everything on net. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's a bad thing. That works sometimes. But Marshawn does seem when he does get that shot, you know, mm-hmm. he scores. <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he, to me, he's just an absolute lock for 80 points if he plays a full season for sure. Uh, and I don't know if I could say the same about the three guys below him. Yeah. Certainly mid to high 70s as well. But they yeah. just 85 points in back to back seasons. I on the best line, line and, keep, yeah. and
0: after seeing what he did last year just like we said with in that 65 games it's just you know, that line's just going to keep continuing to roll there's yeah. nothing that's going to stop them other than a San Jose D pairing uh, or two yeah. but no there isn't much that's going to stop them this year and Merchaun's just going to continue to do what he does and I don't expect the suspension this year but the guy will probably get suspended just because you know we don't expect it, he's allowed
1: to like faces, though, right? Yeah, I yeah. Think no, he
0: didn't get anything for that. I know so that's what I'm saying. saying. He's yeah.
1: allowed. Remember, he came out. They're like, "Oh, the NHL
0: told him not to like faces." And the NHL's like, "Hey, yeah.
1: we didn't we didn't tell him not to like anyone. Don't you go spread that nonsense. Don't go, don't go lying. Spreading rumors.
0: <laughs> Share love here." But uh, Jimmy Ben third for me again. The um, uh, I just you know eight, I, he's two years off of a off of an MVP season where he yeah. had 89 points, 40 and 40. Um, Tyler Sagan, Anyone who plays alongside that, you got. It's bound to get some points. They're going to help each other out and just score. See who's for skating on that line in the uh,
2: preseason. Who was Blake Como? Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> like, yeah, Radulov was there for Benito well, too, and then uh, but Como was either skating on the top line or he skated with Spezza and Shushkin, So. Looks like he's got a spot out
0: there, but uh, maybe not a fantasy uh, look. Wow. That's such uh, a big a, drop from their first to second solid, line. Eh? Solid Well, Spez with. is just not the player he wants. Spez
1: and Nichuskin looked a lot better in 2013,
2: yeah. right? Like yeah. on paper. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah.
0: But, uh, Beebs, yeah. so you said you yeah. have uh, Hall and, pa- and then Panther in 4-5. And I just got Hall ahead of Panarin, just because I think he, he sure is the better forward. They're both going to get a ton of ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys are both sure bets. Uh, you're getting.
2: And then, uh, we might as well stick with you. This is kind of where it starts to change a little bit. What do you have at six, beebs?
0: Uh, I got Claude Drew at six. Um, he's on, he had 102 points a year ago, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. People forget that he cracked that 100 mark because he did it with, I'm pretty sure, just a ridiculous last couple of games. Yeah, yeah, of games. yeah, he did. Yeah, he just to get yeah, over 100. He, yeah, and it's, it was at the point where everyone in fantasy, I, I'm, I'm bad for this. I, the year ends when my year ends, <laughs> as far as guys' stats go. So I completely forget that guy's dominate. And he did. That's hilarious. Um, uh, Philly's, uh, I like to think they've improved this year Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, Nolan Patrick steps in, James Van... Or steps up, James Van Dyke steps in. Um, They got a lot of the same pieces they had last year, and they have a healthy Wayne Simmons this year. Wayne Simmons, it might not translate into helping Drew that much, but it helps the whole lineup. Wayne Simmons was actually just Power play is just going to be just just dominant last year as it was... And Simmons was was playing last year, but he was dead body, if you heard about the injuries (laughs) he had after everything was broken on the guy. So healthy Simmons, huge... Um, that's why he's at six. Number seven, I have Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Hockey, my boy. I've always been huge on this guy. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of like Paner, where he's just kind of dominated every single year. He's been in the league. 64 points in his rookie season, 78, 61, and then 84. Those are all... Uh, that's all. That's pretty productive for a guy. Um, his age and his size, really. Um, he gives you elite assist numbers, which is whatever. Um, you can take that as you want. Um... Just his, he, if he can improve on his shooting percentage, he gets. He had 227 shots a year ago. So if he can improve on that, with his potential for 50, 60 assists, this guy could do extremely well. He's got James Neal or Elias Lindholm. Lindholm has been up. skating there actually. I like Lindholm. They've been more, skating Lindholm but... there, and
2: Neal yeah. has actually bumped leak off the second line, and it's been oh so they're break back backline. The Neal. That's. I mean, it's for still now. the first couple of days of training camp, but I mean. If it, that stays the same, which I think is pretty smart. I mean, mm-hmm. that at least gives that second line a little bit more offense. Where Frolik is not mm-hmm. the offensive guy that James Neal is, but and then
0: obviously that helps Lindholm a ton. But I just and,
1: think Frolik is way more of a third line guy at this yeah, point. This for point sure, yeah, absolutely,
0: it's not like he's um, budding or anything.
1: And I think you could say the same thing, same thing about Backlund in an ideal situation, but obviously they just don't have um, the depth to do that right yeah. now. Uh, still, obviously both formidable, formidable players in their own right, though.
0: And then at eight, this is where some people might have an issue with this pick, but I got Kyle Connor, um, which is extremely, extremely freaking high. But I'm very, very high on this guy. I this love year. Kyle Connor. I'm going to go deeper into him when we go to the breakout, so I won't really touch upon him now. But just know I got Kyle Connor at eight. Um, at nine, I got Logan Couture. He uh, yeah, had 34 and 27 a year ago. Why he's up at nine for me is just as we talked about in previous weeks, it's the goal scoring ability. Um, and now we know that Eric Carlson's there in San Jose. I want everything to do with San Jose, <laughs> every single piece that's there. And Couture seems like someone, if he can stay healthy like he kind of has the last couple of years, um, it should help his stock. He's never surpassed more than 67 points, which kind of blew my mind. I thought he had like a huge year a couple of years ago, but 67. is huge year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but at this point, if you're getting your ninth best left winger, I'll take 67 all day. And I think 67 yeah. is... What you? Should, yeah, I would expect that. This and he's a three-time, he's a three-time thirty-goal exactly. scorer too. For him, it's all just about staying healthy.
2: But I mean, he's he showcased before that he has the the 30, 30 potential. And if he puts it all together, and that teams as as hot, as potent as we think they should be, I mean, he's shown that he can score thirty-plus goals. He shows that he's, he can pick up forty assists.
0: Yeah. And he he's could, consistent. He's and, been yeah. he's had fifty points in every season that he's played at least fifty-two games. Could so all come together in one year yeah, for him, exactly. And uh, my final pick is uh, Jonathan Marchessault. I had to include this guy in there. He just was too good last year, and he's he's just too lethal with his speed. Seventy-five and seventy-seven just kind of surprised everyone. But this was after 30 goal a thirty-goal year the year before in Florida. I like he's uh, just he is a, he's, he's great. Exactly, he's the only one on
2: that on that team that like I don't expect him. Yeah, regret exactly.
0: I, I, I put exactly that. I said, well, I, I expect you know William Carlson regresses. I don't see Marchesall so just. It, it's something when a guy can take the puck from one end, skate to the other, and score twelve seconds into a game by himself. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a pattern, like move. It's a, you know, it's a just, it's uh, I, like it's it's weird yeah. to say that
2: we expect like William Carlson yeah. and Robbie Smith to regress, but right. then not. not so Like, how is how do they not? Well, you can each other, but, like,
1: obviously. Yeah. I think Marchio's assist totals are going to have to go down. A if we're yeah, not yeah, expecting William not Carlson Carlson to score forty goals. Yeah. Um But so also could have shot a bit higher than he did last year. Twenty-seven goals on just two hundred sixty-eight shots. Um, but you know, I love merch. So we've literally, if you've been listening to this podcast, we've literally yeah, talked about when he was three years ago, like when he, when, when he, that he was first in year Bay. in Tampa, we were like, <laughs> yeah. talking about him as a waiver, wire pickup, pick up. From yeah. the top of the, all year yeah. that he was in Florida, saw um, definitely yeah. a sleeper pick last <laughs> year, go to degree, I mean, no, I can't say I thought he was a 70 point guy, but he definitely like his underlying numbers definitely at least said he could be, you know, 55, 60 point guy mm-hmm. in the right scenario. If he obviously blew that away last year.
0: Um, I remember laughing at a guy at who kept him last year. I was like, you're keeping him on Vegas. Like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, he's a 30 goal scorer. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll see that happen again. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, guys, yeah. keeping him again
2: this year. For, for sure. Why no, not. Hell not. Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, for me, I have Marshall. So just outside of my top 10, I have him at 11. Um, you had him at 10. Yeah. 10 for me at six, I have uh, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, all the same reasons you said, just so consistent, right? Year in, yeah. year out. Um, and there's a lot to be said just about what him and Sean Monaghan have been able to do together because like they literally seemingly put up the same point totals like every year Uh, Goudreau kind of really showcased what he could do last year putting up 84 points in 80 games Uh, the only reason that he probably falls below uh, some of these other guys is just because he doesn't score the goals that some of them do uh, obviously he's got the, the 84 point per game upside yeah. but 60 apples so i mean he he's got the you know maybe a little bit of nicholas backstrom he falls yeah. down draft boards just a little bit further than he should uh, for me seven is philip forsberg uh probably a guy that i'm too a little too high on every single year because he he has really yeah. shown the crazy up. burn
0: me again that yeah he
2: he hasn't shown the elite 80 point upside that some of these guys have Uh, But I mean, he's been as consistent as they come for the last four years 63, 64, 58, and 64. Um, I still think that there's a little bit more, which is why I keep putting him up in my top 10 every single year. Plays with one of the best playmakers in the league, and Ryan Johansson, Victor Arvinson's a stud on the the right wing. So I think that this is the year that he puts it all together. At least top 70. I'm looking at 75 for Philip Forsberg. Uh, I have Claude Giroux at 8. Uh, just kind of like all the same reasons we talked about last week I see a little bit of regression coming his way uh, you know that whole top line him, Couture, both going to see a slight dip in production but Giroux is a guy that's been doing it for a long time no reason to doubt that he won't have another strong year uh, Clayton Keller at 9 uh, it's crazy to be talking about a, uh, a Arizona Coyote in your top 10 at any position at this point I mean Oliver Ekman Larson was there on D for a couple years but Keller is just so dynamic uh, he's the, you know the driving force of the offense out in Arizona now 65-point rookie campaign. That team's only gotten better. He's just way too talented. Potential he's like, sleeper. Like, you I know, guess. there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of second-year forwards that you get worried about the sophomore slump and that, but I think, yeah, like, a player man, like Keller yeah, or yeah, Barzell yeah. are just too good for something like that to happen. It's just, like, the same thing with Liney. Just too good to have... like what so- 65 sophomore don't with just, a
0: regress season. Yeah. Too. Like, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. And then number 10 for me is Nikolai Ehlers. This is another guy I've been yeah, super high on for a team, lot bro. of years. Um, just... <laughs> We talk about how talented he is. Seemingly every single podcast. He's going to be on one of the most dangerous teams in hockey. Playing with Patrick Laine, you should see him uh, get back over 30 assists for fun. He had 39 assists two years ago, so he does have 40 assist upside, especially playing with a guy like Patty Laine. Um and Then 29 goals last year, so he, you know, if he puts it all together this year, could definitely be a 30 goal, um, 40 assist player and worthy of my top 10. Just ahead of uh, Jonathan Marsh, so for me. But, uh, D, what about you, 6 through 10?
1: Um, I think we're pretty similar. I guess uh, I'll just say I'm Drew, <laughs> I, uh, I have Goudreau at 6. Um, a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned, he just, feels, at six. Yeah, he just feels like a safe bet to hit 75 <laughs> points this year. Um, the goal totals are really the only thing holding him back from reaching that top 5 for me. Uh, Giroux at 7, and I honestly wanted to rank him a little lower. I just feel like there's got to be some respect to that Gets put on a 100-point season, but it just feels like such an anomaly when you look at you know the last three or four years of his career. His point totals were just uh, regressing down and down and down. He had like 57 the year before, um, so it kind of just came out of nowhere. Shot 70% on ice, shooting percentage 12%, both career highs for him. There's no way he repeats those totals. Um, I think he'd be lucky to get back to 80 points this year, let alone 100. Yep. Uh, still, gotta rank him at seven. Yep. Yep. Uh, I got March so at eight. Already talked about him. Love the guy. 270 shots. How can you argue that? Philip Forsberg at 9. I agree with you, Brock, and he uh, picked up 64 points despite playing only 67 games last season. So I do think he kind of put it all together last year. He was right around that point per game pace that we've kind of been expecting for the last few years. Just got to stay healthy to make it happen this year. Uh, And then I have Clayton Keller at 10. I agree with everything you touched on. I think it's amazing that you can rack up 42 assists on a team as bad as the Coyotes. Uh, For me, the most impressive thing was 212 shots as a rookie. Shots, more than anything, are something that just trying to go up as guys come into their first two or three years in the league. No one posts a career high in shots in their rookie year. Um, so I think there, he's definitely a chance this guy gets up over 250 shots this season. Uh, 30 goals, 40 assists. Uh, and another one of those guys where we talked about that the guy's just the limit for him. I wouldn't be surprised to go see him have a 90-point season this year. Yeah, uh, But he still has a solid enough floor after what he did
2: last year to rank him inside my top 10. Stud. Well, let's fire it over to the Blue Stones. We finished right at 8.30. Perfect time to hit up our fantasy hockey draft. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds.
0: Oh, God, I'm on the clock. Been a long time, been a long time. Wrestled to the third back of my crowd. I took a trip to the borderlands, and I dashed my head is some upstream bands.
2: Quick mock draft flew by, a eh? like un- almost an hour. Just it's almost just, like no one cared about it. Yeah, just over You're an hour. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so it's over, like it was a mock draft. Yeah, just over an hour though, but it's nice. Yeah, it's, you know you don't want it to take long. That's the whole point of the mock. Uh, but let's now move into our. Uh, left wing positional preview episode. We're gonna talk about sleepers, breakouts, busts, and rookies at the left wing position. And then maybe if we got time at the end, we can kind of go over uh, our top three or four picks in the mock draft, just to kind of give the listeners an idea of how the top three rounds or four rounds could shake out. And like I said, we were kind of spread out, which was nice, kind of give everybody a, a look at how it works. So, uh, but before we get there, let's continue on the left wings here. Uh, we went to Biebs early and often in the first half,
0: so let's go back to him. Uh, <laughs> Absolute curveball. Yeah, curveball there. over uh, here like picking my nose, like, <laughs> thinking I'm in the clear. Biebs, sleeper <laughs> left wing, who you got? My sleeper left wing, um, I don't think I talked about him enough last year, so I'm just going to continue the trend and just do it again this year. Max Pacioretty, um, he had a terrible year a season ago. Just everything about Montreal's year in itself was terrible, and uh, and that's all the reason why I have him as a sleeper. He's I, I don't know where he's ranked on, on on the Yahoo or ESPN rankings, but earlier when I was looking, it was super. super We're not going to even
2: talk about ESPN rankings. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: ESPN rankings don't really deserve to be talked. Yeah, we'll get into that at some point. But yeah, so last year was a super down year for 17 Seventeen twenty for thirty seven and sixty four games uh, overall, just a ridiculous year with what was going on with the team, him with the captain. The reason why I kind of love what's happening with him in Vegas is he's no longer the sea. A mm-hmm. lot of pressure goes away. Yeah. He can just score goals. and That's what he's best at.
2: There was like a quote the other day. which was like, I just get to like take my, yeah. sh- shut my brain play off and some play hockey. hockey.
0: man." Yeah, have some fun. Like you don't got all these French Canadians yelling at you anymore. <laughs> now you just have a bunch of hammered uh, Las Vegasians. Which isn't that bad because they're pumped. They don't even know what's happening. But um, classic Las Vegasians. <laughs> yes. He's uh, he's just one year off of uh, four straight 30 for 30 years which is uh, that's pretty great from a fantasy perspective especially where you're gonna get this guy at um, I just like him as a sure bet to get over 200 shots get which then will lead to those goals on a very lethal lineup as we saw last year vegas isn't really gonna be a they're not gonna be pushed around um, like we expect going into last year they're a good team now they're putting together good pieces and this is another one of them um, but mostly for me like I said it's the pressure just you know not being in Montreal it gets to people. Especially someone like him, he, I think he would had enough. Well, i not think I know he had enough. You yeah. can see him at those golf tournaments. And, oh, that's that's <laughs> just mailing guy. it in, eh? Mail it in, but yeah. So nice sleeper, Max Pacioretty. Don't be afraid to take him. Um, he's going to be on your draft board for a while.
2: Yeah. So right now, uh, again, take a lot of these with a grain of salt at this point, because um, like not a lot of drafts have happened. Yeah. Uh, we kind of just helped just out to move like he had had before there. But One I mean, there's morning, still there though. are still for sure drafts getting underway right now. It's so, like it's not yeah. just. You can listen to these a little bit right now, but they're going to flesh out a little bit better, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks or in even just a week's time. But right now, anyways, Max Pacioretty's ADP is 99 overall. We have him going a full two rounds earlier uh, at 75, 76, 74, somewhere in there. Um, so yeah. that's that, way that, too that's late. safe, too. That, Yeah, that's that, safe. That's way... He yeah. could go on the top... Like. He could go in the top fifty easily. Yeah, like right. he has been and for five really years straight. No, yeah. no, not at all. Like I mean, once you get kind of in like that fifth, sixth round. I mean, there are guys that are like safer picks, but at the same time, Pat is a kind of a guy that you know. He, I feel like there's going to be like a third, you know forty year old dad in the league that takes him at fifty because they just remember what he's done for yeah, the last so you five mean, like, years. Yeah, like, you know, that's a dad pick, house. and I yeah. like it in the top fifty. I'm not mad at it. Same guy who goes, <laughs> when did he get moved? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's another dad in the league that says that yeah. for sure. Um, no, like
1: I, I agree with all you guys. The only thing I'm worried about is the ice time. Um, I, I think there's a chance. Like I don't think he's going to see 19 minutes a night again this year. Uh, we all agree that March is going to be pretty firmly rooted ahead mm-hmm. of him on that Golden Knights top line. You expect Patch ready to get that time on the first power play unit. Um, so maybe it only drops a minute or two. Uh, and uh, other than and that, that's really my only concern two hundred twelve shots last year. Yeah, and only 64 games. Um, he probably would have easily gotten to twenty twenty five goals just and by the way he was rolling in the second it. half That's of the season. Crazy. Yeah, crazy I mean, but, but we're, what we're, we're what talking is, about too how funny it is that Paul Stastny probably is the best center ever that he's played ever played for. Ever yeah, play but, just, but
2: what about if uh, what about if Riley Smith struggles? I mean, you can they can move yeah, Marcia so oh. over to the right side and Reddy up to the top. It's true, line, like any, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like we keep talking about regression for these top line guys, so there could be room for somebody like Reddy. To move up the lineup.
1: Yeah, I just—they're both guys that have pretty much played exclusively the left side for the last. Marsh couple still years.
2: played a lot of right, the a lot of the right side, I believe, when he was in Tampa. Right, when they kind of, you know, he was that, forced to that side. Exactly, but I mean, but he he better I'm just saying that it yeah. could—it's something that could open up. Yeah, but. for sure. Who knows? What about you? sleeper left wing.
1: Um, I got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, he actually already has left wing just, eligibility.
2: Just not on ESPN, but not on ESPN. Not yeah, who he, he does. But, not ESPN. but uh, yeah, I just drafted him. I was happy about Attaboy. it. Attaboy.
1: Nugent is expected, you know, to make the full time move to the wing this season. Um, yeah, we got, got him projecting know. to start on the top line with Connor McDavid, Brock. I know you got a strong in on that. With that, how they were lining up?
2: Yeah, like it's like it's almost a certainty. Uh, they finished last year together and played very well. Uh, and it's, they've been together all through camp. It looks like there's a bit of a battle on the right side. Right now, it seems like Ty going to start there. But uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, That's where we're at. Leon Dreisaitl yeah. basically last year showcased that he doesn't need to be on uh, McDavid's wing to be successful. He was capable of carrying his own line, like we've talked about before. So now, it affords them the, uh, the ability to move Nugent Hopkins to the wing, and you know, if you got to play with Ty Raddy on your right side, you better have somebody half decent on your left side.
1: Yeah, and you know, Rnh did seem to regain a bit of a scoring touch last season. He had 48 points in just 62 games. It's a 63 point pace. His previous career high was five or 56. Sorry, so he was already on pace for a career year last season. Uh, and like you said, now he gets the added benefit mm-hmm. of playing with uh, a full year alongside
2: McDavid. Top decent spot to play, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, we already talked about how Connor himself's pretty much a lock for 100 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty crazy to say. So it <laughs> gives r and to... a pretty sturdy floor if he does spend the whole year up there. Um, I, I like him a lot this year. He's one of the few viable options I think McDavid has left to play with. Uh, so I, I really don't see any other wingers threatening for his playing time. They don't seem to really want to give Pugliarby a full run yet. Um, and like you said, dry Settle still so needs someone to play with on the second line.
0: Quagula's not going to
1: Coagula mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, Rnh should fly past his previous career highs, just fifty six points, which is pretty crazy, um, considering the amount of hype he generated early on his career. So finally, starting to produce like a first overall pick. Just mm-hmm. got to play with another one to make it happen. yeah I guess. not yeah, that they it never, it tried it that before, it it never tried that before. Got to play with. Yeah, yeah I've been there, <laughs> I've done that. I've
2: had about seven different first overall picks on yeah. the week.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, it's looking really good for Rnh, and you know what? it'd be good to see because he had uh, a few disappointing years. He was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, he was supposed
2: to be. He was. Yeah. It's
1: pretty crazy that Hall got traded on him, though.
2: Yeah, Yeah. let's not go there. Uh, My sleeper is Kevin Fiala. Uh, Fiala scored 23 goals, 25 assists last year while playing just 15.09 uh, per game, but still doesn't really seem to be getting the respect he deserves coming into this year. Uh, Fiala also carried a 55.9 Corsi 4 and a uh, 6.6 Relative Corsi on one of the best teams in hockey. Yeah, that
1: second line was awesome for them last year. Him, it, Smith, and Taurus. Yeah, columnist. and that's what I was just gonna right. say. As
2: soon as they acquired Turris from Ottawa, uh, that like Fiala and Turris got put together, and they absolutely dominated. Like their yeah. underlying numbers were absolutely off the charts. Uh, so I figure like with a full year with Turris, I, and I figure Smith will be a, a fixture on the right side there too. And then their top two lines are just rock solid. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I think that. He's going to see, like, you know, anytime you go from kind of being a guy that, like, played third-line minutes to a guy who played second-line minutes, like, the, like throughout the season, he kind of shifted. So you're playing, like, what? You're playing, like, 13 minutes on, on the third line and yeah. 17 minutes on the second line. And that worked out to his 15-minute time on ice. So if he spent a whole year on that second line, he's going to be playing, like, 17 minutes a night. He had almost 200 shots last year. If he plays 17 minutes a night, he could get up, you know, 225, 240, somewhere in there. Playing over a full season, like there's no reason he can't score 30 this year. Yeah. He's a guy that's put up assists too. Like he's playing with Smith, who scores 25 every year. Yeah. tourist Potts 25 all the time. Like it's that line's gonna next. be gross. And like Fiala can realistically be like a 30 30 guy this year, yeah. no questions I, asked. I really
1: think he challenges Craig Smith for that last spot on the power play unit too. Yep. Um, so, obviously, there's a lot of room for his production to go up just if he
2: nails just, that Just oh, if role. he moves up there, like, he, yeah. he the sky's the limit. Like yeah, he's playing the
1: Forsberg, uh, Johansson, Arvidsson, uh, Yossi. Yeah. yeah. Or Subban. Who's doesn't, kind of, they doesn't matter, yeah. really? They move both of them in. Right and yeah, he like, did roll 2D at times, too, so maybe sometimes the spot won't be there. Um, but at the very least, you got to think as he improves and gets older that he makes more and more of a case for that spot over Craig Smith.
2: Yeah, like and Craig Smith's kind of like you've kind of seen like what Craig Smith is already like you yeah. know that he's he's a twenty-five twenty yeah. guy like every single year i mean it's great consistent production but i yeah. mean there's and he does serve that in. front of the net presence yes, exactly. kind of role
1: right so Fiala will have to learn uh kind of how to if, if not replace that you know, know be a big overcome bot, it
0: but yeah big rig
1: no i i think there's you can't really deny he's got yeah. the, the more offense potential. Oh, yeah, there, so
2: and if you if you look at the uh the course the hockey rankings on, on dailyfaceoff.com just check them uh, out they're, they're great. They're a great tool to kind. Of, it's just like, it's nice to go see that one hit number. Like as soon as you go there, you're like oh that's kind of a, it's just cool to <laughs> see. And if you look at Kevin Fiala right now, ranked the number twenty five left wing in the NHL, so right. he's he's the upper tier of second line you know left wingers right now, mm-hmm. which is which is huge. Mm-hmm. He's basically a borderline first liner um, mm-hmm. playing on a second. He could line Could be on a lot of teams. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so let's go
0: back to Biebs here. Uh, breakout left wing. I mentioned him earlier but Kyle Connor I had this guy ranked extremely high. Some people might have kind of considered last year a breakout, 31 goals. Um, that's that's very easily a breakout season, but I kind of expect him to go even further this year. He's the top option on the pair of I don't know if you guys have heard of these guys, but Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler. They're pretty decent at this. Remind me who they are. Um, they just put up a lot of points. Oh, do they? A lot of points. Okay. And that team's just really good. Like, oh yeah, really I heard good. About, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just I love Connor just where where he lines up. It's he's almost he's proved last year that he can play alongside these guys and you know hold his own on this line if not control play sometimes. Um, at 21, again, he's only kind of breaking into the league. Um so he totally is like, I'm, I'm expecting more from him this season, he had 192 shots last year at 16% shooting kind of expect some regression there but if he can get his shots up to 250 which is pushing it, but if he gets shots to 230 even, and bring his shooting percentage down, he'll still have a 35 ish goal season, which is pretty phenomenal for where you're getting this guy Um so again, Kind of breaking out for the second time. Let's call yeah. this the second half of his breakout. But sure. I absolutely love Kyle Connor this year. Um, he's he's prime to be in a position to put up. He could put up a point per game just yeah. where he's at, easy. Um, but he could not as well.
2: If I remember so, correctly, at this time last year, almost exactly, you said Kyle so. Connor was my rookie pick. On yeah. this left wing episode, and that turned out great. So you can just saying
0: no one's gonna double check? Yeah, no,
2: yeah. I'm. I'm actually want to go back and double check, <laughs> double check because I remember saying yeah. I've never been high on yeah. Mr. Connor last year. And I love it. I mean, like just 57 points. Yeah, like he could easily with a full, a full. Like he didn't play there the whole year. Most, he played there yeah. most of the year for sure. Yeah, most most yeah. of the year. Uh, but it wasn't like a full year. Strykley he wasn't healthy. He missed a lot of time. Like a full 82-game schedule yeah. of them together. I would be higher could...
0: on Connor.
1: I just think the Jets are so deep that it's not a guarantee he yeah, spends it... a full year there. For sure. Um, and you know how much we like Eelers. Yeah, this could stretch. easily just be Elias yeah. that we're talking about. I, 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 like, I, I don't like... think by any stretch that that was a career yeah. year for Connor. I just don't know if he'll build. Like I, I think he's going to be challenged for his time. I don't, like, I, he got 17 minutes a night last year. Yeah, so. That's quite bad. Yeah, so I, I I would be higher on him, but that's just my main concern with him.
2: I just think like the one like, like the, the player lot. I think the only thing though really is like the only person really challenging him is Elias. Like outside yeah. goes and then if he goes still down to line A's yeah. line, how oh, much shit. is it going to hurt his production? Like it'll hurt. Yeah, because but they Perot can also
0: Brian put like,
1: up like twenty five goals on the fourth line last
2: year. Of right? course, so I, I mean like I, they love Perreault. Yeah, and that's I, fine I, I just think from
1: I just think from like when you look at their career to this point standpoint like Perot is like justified to get the shot there every mm-hmm. bit as much as Connor, I, and like yeah I, I, I totally get it but
2: and like I just I just think he struggles
1: it, off, the, off the gate you know like oh for sure 100% the first month I
2: don't think he has a ton of rope 100% he's yeah, not he's, the, not bearing he, he's like, got a short leash yeah, for sure yeah. but the only thing too I, I I and I'm it's not a guarantee but I think that they want to try to keep Perot and Roslovich together at least to start the year they've been together all like throughout the, st- the whole start of camp it's mm-hmm. still early
0: but throws so a guy throws a guy that's
2: that, that's seen some yeah. uh, seen some center ice minutes before yeah. in his career and Roslovich is now making the transition to center as an NHLer and I think that the, it's kind of and they want they see
1: another guy that could be in that spot too. for sure if they decide to move him back so they, they, they got a half win. a point a game last year playing twelve minutes and yeah, it's gross and they did play him on the top line when. Uh,
2: she was hurt, I yeah. think. Wheeler played the middle? I th- yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right say, side, yeah. I think I punted him a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. I I not. Not, yeah. But uh again, we were just talking about uh breakout uh our sleeper left wing, Kevin Fiala being the number 25 ranks left winger, Kyle Connor, number 24. Ahead no. of Nikolai Ehlers, number yeah. 27 right no, now. So. Breakout's right in the middle yeah. there. Yeah, love it. But uh Diaz, go back to you now. Breakout left winger for you.
1: Uh, I'm going with Mike Hoffman. Just drafting him, in there a am draft did. there. Got yep. a bit of a steal there. Um, you know, Hoffman coming off a season that saw him net just 22 goals, despite firing a career high 257 shots on goal. So um, we love to do this all the time here, but simply applying his career shooting percentage would give us uh, an expected goal total of 28 goals this season, and that's before even factor in the change of scenery with the trade to Florida. I think moving to the Panthers is obviously yeah. a huge boost to his fantasy Nasty. value. Uh, It's projected to start the year next to Vincent Trocek and Jonathan Huberto on the Panthers' second line. They kind of had a revolving door on that second winger spot uh, all last season. Now, obviously, Hoffman adds a lot of stability to that. Uh, Trocek and Huberto had 75-69 and points last year, respectively, averaging right around 30 scoring chances per six. He had 5v5 together. Hoffman's never played with that kind of production before. Um, We talked about it already this year, but Bugner does lean heavily on his top six in Florida. So Hoffman's ice time might not even take a hit, even though he kind of moves a little bit further down the depth chart on a deeper team. Uh, Trocek played 21 minutes a night on the second line this year, Huberto
2: 19. Well, that's what we talked about yeah. last week. Yeah. They just played the whole game. That's what I'm
1: saying. So there's just a lot to like here. And I, Hoffman's always carrying that dual wing eligibility, which is huge. They're both thin positions this season. Um, and I just think he's a proven goal scorer, fires a ton of shots. Uh, moving to Florida with a couple playmakers like Trocek and Huberto just sets the stage uh, for a career year.
2: For what it's worth, again, going back to Corsica hockey rankings here, uh, Huberdeau, number eighteen left winger, Trocek, number twenty center. So that's the first line talent that's right scary. there. That's yeah. disgusting. Hoffman, number twenty six ranked right winger as a whole, grades out as the top the,
1: six is so good,
2: dude. Grades out as the number two second line in hockey. If right they now. can just
1: kinda of hold it together for the first sixty games and then make a, a like an addition or two, a third like a solid third line, a couple yeah. third line guys at the deadline, it can be really scary, you can play off time. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just think it's gonna be hard. Like you got twenty, you're playing them both twenty minutes a night. That's great, but you got a whole other period of hockey to worry about yeah. with that third and fourth
0: line.
2: And I don't hate like Frank Vetrano is a solid third. No, it's fine. I just, like they're they're okay. Someone's got to take the tough assignments. Yeah. You know the problem I mean? is my only concern with them too is that like now you're looking at how these guys are going to play twenty minutes a night for yeah. the course of an entire season. Yeah. And, like, you know what? Obviously, that's going to be great for their fantasy value. But as yeah. the Panthers as a whole, how are they going to hold up if they make the playoffs after playing an 82-game yeah. schedule and at then, 20 minutes a night? Like, it's just I just, just think crazy. they need,
1: like, a solid third center so bad. Like, you want to play Barkov against the other team's best all year long, that's fine. But what are you going to do when you run against yeah. Pittsburgh, Washington, Toronto... St. Louis But all these guys those That go three team, Four lines deep pay. You know what I mean Like Any of these teams There's just yeah. Forty other minutes To worry about All those top um, teams Have that Yeah And Trochek Huberto Incredible offense Talents in their own right I, I just don't think You want to bog them down To having to worry About dealing With the secondary
2: lines Of some of those teams uh,
1: I really do like The Panthers though. I love their top Oh yeah
2: They're, they're going to be Great this year And like It's going to be Interesting to see What Henrik Borgstrom Can do uh, He got like The late call up Last year He's projected To be the third Line center To start this year Former first round pick, big kid, six three. Oh. another Finn. He uh <laughs> tore it him. up at the University of Denver two years in a row. So yeah. you know, if, if he as balance... the
1: fourth line center oh, at this breakouts. point, you know what I yeah. mean though?
2: Yeah, but bro, like don't they still have Derek McKenzie there? Like, come on. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> last year, Last This
0: is last year. He
2: and uh yeah. So my breakout left winger is Timo Meyer. Uh Meyer had two hundred and ten shots last year despite playing uh, under fifteen minutes a night. Um, this year you should see like kind of same thing about Espiala for me. Should see around 17 minutes a night on a line with Logan Couture and Thomas Hertl. Obviously both studs. Uh, that should lead. Hopefully that increased minutes. If he shoots A puck, you know the same volume as he did last year to around 240 or 250 shots, like ridiculous. And at that clip, like you said, great out is a uh, is uh, shooting percentage could be a 30 goal scorer. And again, talented line mates like uh, Couture and hurdle could be around an 25 30 assists another guy him and Fiala like they're both kind of sleeper slash breakouts for me because I think that they both could very easily be 30 30 guys this year you know they're both in just tremendous situations uh, so I like that you guys have anything else to, to add to, to our breakouts well
1: I was just gonna say like Meyer we kind of anticipated would start the year back with Pavelski and Kane like he did last year close, Uh but I, I think uh, the Carlson trade really put a damper on his value, value for more reason than one and um, the first being that uh, they lost Tierney, which obviously it's worth it in the long run, but it gives them a little less depth down the middle heading mm-hmm. into the season. And I think it's why you see um, kind of Thornton move up and then Couture right there too. Uh, and then again, obviously, it seems almost def- like you'd have to imagine that the Sharks will run two defensemen on their top power play unit next year. With Burns and Carlson. Well, yeah. oh, but
2: if you look at Daily Face off Twitter, they're both right-handed shots, yeah. so there's no way they could yeah. ever yeah. play together. They can't play together. Brock. Especially, Shock like, especially like as, it's so weird how you think about, like, how these teams do this thing where it's, like, two guys on the half board and one guy on the point. Mm-hmm. It would never work with two righties. And, like, there's just no way, right? <laughs> I mean, like, the passing ability of Carlson and the shot of yeah, Burns, rock, like, together, wrong. there's no way that yeah. would ever I work. No, I mean, yeah.
1: it's not like Burns has ever played forward or anything like that. No,
2: no I mean, he definitely, definitely wouldn't be a good there. net front guy either. Yeah, no <laughs> offense. He'd be terrible. yeah. Yeah, no, two, I,
1: obviously, there's no way both of those, like player. you can't leave either of those guys off your top power play unit. You're like, what are you gonna do? You get to put yeah.
2: Carlson with like Donskoy? like yeah, it makes no sense. Um, and, so for, and put I, them out there for 30 seconds yeah. after the top unit goes with there for yeah. a minute. 30, so, like, gross. so it was chance. already it was already
1: gonna have to outduel, you know one of Kane, Couture, Thornton, one of those guys. First oh, he's never spot. he's never touching the yeah. top. Yeah, power and now with Carlson there, it's never not gonna like, just never sniffing it. Um, so I think that's gonna hold back his uh you know his potential value mm-hmm. a little bit.
2: Uh, But other than
1: that, I I honestly would prefer him on the line with Pavelski and Kane, but they want to start the year with Pavelski on the wing, so we'll see kind of how that all plays out. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, they're going to start Thornton in the middle. I think Thornton can tour locks down the middle, and honestly, I think if anything goes wrong where they don't have this center depth... Yeah, which they don't, right? They turn into team. Yeah, but I think that the one, the first thing, the very first move they make is putting Hurdle as their third line center, because he's he's moved to the middle a bunch uh, throughout his career, they do have—I don't even know how to pronounce his name—but Antti Su- Somella, Somella. I don't yeah. know. He's a, he's a Finnish kid that came over and uh, put up a shitload of points there. You go overseas. So uh, he's projected to make the team uh, if he, if he, you know. I, I honestly like—I I don't think I'm pretty confident. I butchered the shit out of his name. Antti d- Salmonella, Soumela Somella, Somella. We'll call him Somella. Anyways, break it. He had sixty points in fifty nine <laughs> games last year in, in Finland. Uh, wow. He's a twenty four year old. So okay. how's that? Uh, Is that like top
1: ten in Finland? Finnish league?
2: Uh, it's probably quite high. Uh, yeah. He led the team in points. I don't know anybody else's name on this team either. Yani Tuparainen, Yuso Putsitainen. Are there any last Jarko, you know? He kid. It was kid. Just Robert Ruba,
1: No, that's not like Honka. Yeah, it's Julius's brother. Uh, he's, this kid's yeah. only sixteen. There's a, yo- There's a yoke in him. Well, that's why he's him in
0: point per game. He's just jacking up 16-year-olds. What? There's a Lindros.
1: Alex Lindros. You see that? Yeah, anyways, let's move on. Bad <laughs> uh, podcast right here. <laughs> Who's your bust, dude? Uh, Gabe Landeskog. Just looking at it right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Beavs. I hate to do this to you, but... Hey, no, yeah, do it. I mean, we've already talked about the regression we're expecting uh, from Nathan McKinnon and Mika Randin this year. So, got to predict the same thing to happen to Landeskog. His success... Was a byproduct of their success last year. So you got to think, yep, their aggression can resolve the byproduct of Landis Scott's Um The Avs captain put up 62 points last year, his highest total since 2013 14. Shot a career best 13.7%. You'd expect that to take somewhat of a hit. Uh, his on ice shooting percentage was pretty high, too 11.4, the most he's ever had, or the highest he's ever had over a full season. Uh, so just from looking at his numbers, he seems to have hit his ceiling last year. Yeah. It's not to say you can't do it again. Uh, but I think he'll kind of need everything to go right again just to get back to sixty points. And I think people are targeting him, expecting a lot more than that. If he falls in your draft, like he's definitely worth rostering. No, get me wrong. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think that, that hit yeah, spot. Like I just think like he's definitely <laughs> shouldn't sad. be hitting the wire in in your league. No and safe bet for fifty points on that line. Yeah. He's- um, at a thin position, but I just don't think he can at all build on yeah, what he did last year.
0: There's no one... The one thing he doesn't have to for him for is there's no one really threatening to take that spot. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that's what I mean.
1: He's going to hold down that spot all
0: season. Yeah, it's just, I got. But if, they could easily just... That team could be go right. back to two years ago at Lanch and not score a goal. Or, or yeah,
1: or just McKinnon could fall back to 75 no points, you know what I mean? And that's
2: going to take a pretty
0: big hit on his production
2: as well, so... Uh, you're, you're banking that they don't do that, eh, Beavs, considering you just drafted about seven of them in our mock
0: with line stacking, voice. Read about it. No, <laughs> just Josh stacks <Daxing laughs> in a season long week. Call line stacks the guys who are way more DFS experts than <laughs> Bold. Bold. But, um, yeah, for me, my boss, um, I couldn't not attack this guy, Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, mostly the reason why I had to, had to go at Kovalchuk here is just because People, I think, are gonna forget that this guy's 35 years old. He's not the Ilya Kovalchuk um, that racked up 91 points with Atlanta in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with Atlanta, so it's <laughs> a, it's um, a 30 for 30 season is totally, totally expected. But another thing that we've seen from the Kings as of late—I mean, besides Anze Kopitar last year, no one really puts up points there. Mm-hmm. The top, the top line guys aren't—they're not, you know—they're not. We're not expecting five goals a night from LA. We're expecting a three-two win. West Coast kind of offense, defense, lockdown game. So, for me, Kovalchuk, I think people are just going to go higher on him, and it's just too much of a risk for me. Um, I just – I think there's other guys there that I would expect a lot more from, and just 35 years old is a scary number. That's, like, not to – uh, but in hockey terms That's an old Yeah That's an old man In today's game Especially there? after a five year break it, Exactly um, I Not know, a break though He's been playing uh, like barely The second He
2: told him he'd be great He's been playing it's like here. the second He might as well have Five years in the head Okay
0: He's been playing the yeah. second right. Most competitive league
2: In the and, world Yeah uh,
0: but he was on a team that was like so stacked. So Putin wants sad. it. To think. What's more competitive than the KHL? Well, <laughs> no, you're like, definitely
1: you're definitely right. Uh, I I just think it's all draft dependent. Yeah, it's tough. Another guy yeah. that's definitely worth rostering. Some people
0: might just not touch it. Yeah, then. yeah. He's great. I just
1: you look at what Dustin Brown was able to do on that line last year, and you, you got to think Kolvichuk can contribute.
2: Dude, a if Kopitar put up 90, po- 90 points 90? with Alex Fallo, like no, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How I'm is he not going to thrive with Kolvichuk? Yeah. You'd think. You'd think, but. Guy had. Like, I know that they're the best yeah. team in the KHL by seven miles. Yeah, I was going to say that. But team 327 points in 298 games still. Pretty good. That team was um, so stacked. Like, it's just those numbers. Like, I don't I would care. I at least. I don't. Right. I doubt it, but. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen my shots. If right. he. <laughs> Like if he's anywhere close to half, like as like if he's half as good as yeah. as that, I don't know. I it's just like a
1: 30-30 season. I don't. The, I don't see the assists coming into play. Yeah, not at all. Um, but I could be wrong. It's so hard to project this guy, dude. I, I don't
2: like. It, I I I, I, it's I do think a 30-30
1: season is in play. I like him a lot more to get to thirty goals than thirty assists. Is all I'm saying.
0: No, and I don't disagree. I'm giving him 30-20. That was my. Yeah, About.
1: I think that's pretty which fair. Which
0: is, like, put him at the bottom of our roster. And I
1: would not be surprised if he did a lot more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah I th- I just
2: think, like, if you get him in, like, the sixth, seventh round, which is, like, where he's kind of going right what?
0: now.
2: How is he not going to play up that, I just like, think
1: like, I, there's, at that point, there's probably a bunch of 60-point for sure, guys. Runners. Ilya Kovalchuk yeah,
2: really or Ricard Raquel? Raquel.
1: Ricard Raquel, if Kovachuk did what Raquel Kovalchuk does last year, I would be surprised. Kovalchuk. Not that I would doubt him, but be, if I drafted him, I'd be pumped about yeah. it. So
2: Kovalchuk or Sebastian Ajo? Uh, Aho. Kovalchuk or Pacioretty? Pacioretty.
1: Uh, Pacioretty.
2: Kovalchuk. Maybe Kovachuk. Kovalchuk or Michael Granlin? No, uh, uh,
0: No, I like Granlin
2: more, more than Pacioretty.
0: Kovalchuk for a position. Kovalchuk or William Nylander? William Nylander. <laughs> if he reports yeah, to camp ever, Nylander,
1: you're saying a bunch of guys that I think are for sure going to get sixty points, and I already told you, all rank,
0: every single one of them ranked behind
2: Ilja on DailyFace.com. Oh, oh, yeah. So because uh, you were really high on yeah, him, I just don't understand how he's not hey, going to be good. You defended the den. That's it's not crazy. that he's
1: not going to be good. I just think there's way more risk there than other guys you could be taking for sure. And exactly. like,
2: and yeah, now exactly. like, where we with label him with equal upside, but if we if we label him as a bust, he's got to be drafted high. I think. Like, I don't think he like he's. No, I don't know. He's he could. Yeah. There's going to be somebody that takes him exactly. in the fifth round. Yeah. That's what I say his job dependent. Yeah.
0: Because there could be someone who else is smart. So basically
2: all we're saying is we think that Ilya Kovachuk is still going to be pretty good, if not really good. Yeah. Upside to be really good, yeah. but but don't reach on him on yeah. draft.
0: Yeah, and I didn't want to choose Matthew Chuck. as like.
2: Don't want to go after those guys the That's, Rocky That's quite a good segue, because my bust is Matthew Kachuk. Oh, is
0: that... A, I had no clue. <laughs> it is. I did not read about that at all. That, I was thinking about doing them, and I'm like, no, it's too... I don't
2: think Kachuk's bad. I actually like him. I love that second line. I love what he's been doing with Michael Backlund. If they had James Neal instead of Michael Furley, I think they'll be even better.
1: Which might happen.
2: Which is looking like it's happening. Maybe. Maybe. However, Maybe. he's just going way too high right now for my likings. ADP 77. But it's not just where his, 80, his early eighty. It's not just where his early ADP is. I'm only aware
1: of how early that is because we just did a mock draft. But that's
2: Dude, really early. But like he he's across the fantasy industry, he's ranked high. Yeah, he's had two really good years. That line's one of the most dominant lines from a possession actually, standpoint in the league.
0: my roster.
2: It's just <laughs> it's a listen though this this is Yahoo ADP 77 ahead of guys you just said you would take over Kovalchuk, Jonathan Huberdeau. And Max Pacioretty, just for two names, easy would both. I would what never take Huberdeau or Pacioretty after. <laughs> like I would never take a yeah. Chuck over either one of those oh, okay, guys. Okay, yeah, I thought you were going to say that's what I'm saying. Like, well, we're on
0: different ends. I just of your like no
2: no no, 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 no. I'm just saying that he's going before those guys, and that's why he's a honey pee <laughs> right. my bus. That's just way too early. So chuck I, has a great year; he gets 55. Sick. Yeah, Bottom of our roster. Yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't get. I just don't get the love for him, it. but it's not just like it's not just one site. Like every hit, yeah. Is it the standard hit? Like it's so got to like, be
0: the ten-minute misconducts.
2: So like, I don't know. He's projected for going He's after projected death? on DFO for seventy-three hits and nineteen block shots. So it's not even that. Like and like, like we still got him projected seventeen. 73 hits oh, and 19 blocks 17. off. 17 bodies. Thrown. But 20. Like it, oh, you know, right. 73 <laughs> isn't brutal from a, a four. It's not. You know, it's okay. As no, as it's just like if a guy hits, he really hits. So you know, it's like round 250 round, yeah. Yeah. hits. But like we still have him projected for 20 and no, 38, no, which is still a good year.
0: Looch.
2: 20 yeah. and 38, still a good year. Be a career year. His ADP is 77. Terrible. We have we have him ranked at 132. Like that's like six rounds later.
1: It just feels so silly to draft a guy expecting like his career here to be better than a guy like Huberto.
2: 70, okay, so to put it in perspective, season. again, let's go back to these same like, guys we who? were just talking about. Our 77th ranked player, Michael Graylin, 78th William Nylander. Boom. There's no way you're taking Kachuk over either one of those guys. And Huberto and, and, and Reddy are ranked even higher than that. Yeah. So that's even more clear that you should never... Yeah. It's just... I don't get it. Like, where did the Kachuk love come from?
1: I don't know, because he rubbed his... In guys face
0: one, that yeah. one time people got pumped about it, and it takes out also probably keith probably a lot of keith yeah. keith yeah keith. <laughs> and, I mean, put some respect he's on the got the brother him. combo going now in people yeah. are all happy Yeah, there's that. three of them in there yeah it's true all right now let's
2: move to rookies they're both uh, worse than their dad yeah oh yeah keith was here her first. first keith was a monster yeah um there's Herder there's first. not a lot of great uh, uh, rookies rookies uh, at the left wing position, so I might as well start with the the most obvious of, of the picks. Um, I believe actually it's ESPN where he's not even uh, left wing eligible. Killing it. Uh, but Yahoo. Killing it, guys. Yahoo, he is. Uh, so I have Phillips Adina obviously as a Red Wings fan. I'm pretty hyped about this guy. Fell to them at number six overall. And this... gonna fill
1: up the Nets with goals, bro. Yes. Oh yeah. Fill Just all, like you said. Fill all the Nets. The
2: nets. Uh, number six overall pick fell to him this uh, summer, which is great. Just a complete game. He, he you know, he, he's he's a Czech kid, man. They love to play two way hockey. They know what to, they know how to do it. He can play the two way game, but he's also just you dynamic. Love Czech guys, eh? yeah, yeah, he's dynamic offensively. He's yeah, dude, they're, they're studs. <laughs> dynamic <laughs> offensively, great shot, skilled passer. Anyways, last year, 44 goals, 38 assists, 82 points in his rookie year in uh, in the QMJHL. He led all rookies in both categories, and I think he was like fourth in the league overall. Uh, in both categories now comes to Detroit Uh, he also added seven goals in seven games in the World Juniors which is you know it's not easy to score there looks like a guy that's going to make the the Red Wings they just you know especially now that Zetterberg's gone I think him and Michael Rasmussen uh, both make the team Uh, but back to Zetterberg for second pour one out for your boy Uh, the Red Wings are going to be bad but Zedina might lead the league in teams or lead the league in teams lead the team in goals this year I think Vanner's going to lead the league yeah. in teams so lead yeah. the league in teams yeah, yeah. He he even with the no movement clause yeah he probably <laughs> will but anyways D is just a guy I think he's the clear favorite uh, as a rookie that can do something uh, at the left wing position this year yeah. unless you're on ESPN he's not left wing eligible but anyways D Who? what about you? actually Biebs yours is a little bit more legitimate so we'll go oh, with yours wow. shots feel
0: it
1: not as true I have a dig for mine there's just only two guys that are really worth I talking felt like about. i
0: don't, two, but uh, I got Jordan Greenway. This is a just guy. Like, just a man. Absolute monster. I was oh, there's p- only one guy. Sorry. Yeah.
1: I was thinking up to to here, but. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right wing. Yeah, no. Um, right.
0: right wing. Yeah, no. That's ne- next episode. But yeah, um, I got I mean. him. But yeah, Jordan Greenway. The guy's 6'6. Six, six. Um, but a lot of times when you're 6'6, six, six, you think. Not very fast. You know, doesn't really move quick. Good, this athlete. Good athlete, athlete, this guy. This guy moves. I know that a lot of times we get excited. we got to be 6'6
1: six, six for bro. We're just playing hockey. Oh, my, That's crushes. what I want to tell Charles sometimes. Like, you really think you need those extra three inches? How
0: terrifying was this dude at the World Juniors? He's playing with guys so that are like big. six foot, and he's just crushing <laughs> them and genoing. He
1: like, could have stopped rowing three inches ago. He'd still be massive. Absolutely horse just a
0: truck <laughs> anyways that's gonna i think translate well in a minnesota's game um he proved last year that he can't hold it down the league he played five playoff games for them scored a Gino. good for you greenway um doesn't have any great yeah, but bottom. uh only had a uh, six games just a little just a little touch just touched the tip in last year at the end of the year um six games one assist but <laughs> for me this guy's he's just proven that he can play at every level. He's got World Junior gold twice. He's just he's he's, he's played points, points. His maturity in seven is world just beyond. Junior games. Yeah. yeah, his maturity is just beyond Clutch. his years. I, I I really like him slotting in. And Clutch. I as much as I'm, I honestly don't really want a fantasy roster him if you're in a very deep league. He's worth a. But flyer. we're
2: talking right now. We're looking at like keepers. Yeah, like exactly. That's yeah. what, when we talk about these rookies. It's mostly keeper definitely. Yeah, Sadena's
1: so probably the only one who's like borderline, maybe worthy. Yeah, of your he, roster, got, so, he got he yeah. got
2: drafted in our, in our draft tonight. So What about you. No, but a wing we had like two guy. or three rotation oh, guys in mean, the battle to do it. Do it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like crazy. saying someone drafted Jake Gardner because,
0: <laughs> yeah, someone did. But
2: <laughs> Gardner's actually pretty decent, yeah. but he went super, super early. early. Yes. Anyways, uh, D, what about your rook?
0: I got
1: Vladislav Kamenev. Am I saying that right? Hit it. Kamenev, nope. I think. Kamenev? Uh, that like, makes more yeah, sense, but now that I'm looking at. Think about it. Kamenev <laughs> was acquired as part of the Matt Duchesne trade. Uh, could end up going down as one of the, the greatest third week, the third worst piece of the trade we were just talking about it third yeah I know, that's crazy. ridiculous. if he turns out to be anything like you already got Samuel Girard who looks like he's going to be at the worst well, top straight up pretty shame. and potentially the first overall We would have took straight two. up for shame. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so Cam and I acquired a part of that very trade he was the 42nd overall pick by that's Nashville awesome. in the 2014 draft just threw him in there <laughs> uh, actually broke his arm last season limited him to just 10 games 3 for the Avs uh, he had no points in those games, but he had looks eight good. points, all assists, in the seven AHL games that he played. He's been a really impressive player in the AHL. Uh, in 2016-17, he had 21 goals and 30 assists in 71 games. Really bodes well for him as far as you know transitioning into the NHL. By all accounts, you know he's a very skilled offensive player, and there's certainly no shortage of spots available um, on that second line for the Avalanche.
0: Yeah, I it think- looks like they're going to give him. Them- yeah, he's time, just as capable as
1: anyone else uh, in those roles right now. It's challenging yeah. for those spots, uh, so I think he could easily see be looking at you know 15 plus minutes a night. Um, but there's obviously not it's not a guy you want to go targeting in standard no. leagues because but he's he still got to make the guy. team out of training camp. Yeah. Right? Uh, definitely a lot of offensive upside here, um, and we saw last year there's still kind of that revolving door as the fifth spot on the Addis power play unit. Uh, so, who knows what happens there?
0: Tyson Yost probably has it locked at the moment. Probably. I know, but. At any time, you I know, him and him and Kerr
1: were both in there last year, and neither of them are really impressed. Obviously, there's a lot of good things being said about Yost right now, uh, which isn't surprising considering his pedigree. Um, but you look at the chance to slot in with yeah. Nathan McKay, Miko Ranton, Gabe Landescog, and Tyson Berry. That's got to be one of the most coveted open spots
0: uh, in you know NHL fantasy hockey right now. Even if he goes second, he's a rookie on a power play. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, um, so... Uh, and they, sit in, they got pieces. Yeah, pieces. so
1: it'll be interesting to watch. Obviously, we got to see how training camp goes. But if he impresses there, it uh, sounds like he'll have no problem making the team. And I, I think at that point, a top six spot is definitely within his reach.
2: Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on two other guys here. I mean, while we're... we're kinda on, just, bro. We're, t- we're kind of talking about guys where you're going to be looking at him in dynasty leagues or deep keeper leagues. Uh, two guys that look like they've got a decent chance at making um, the team out of training camp. One is Christian Vassalainen in Winnipeg. He was the 24th overall pick in 2017. Another big ass kid, 6'4, 207. Um, one of those guys, kind of a net front presence, but he's also like he, he's, he plays a you know an up-tempo game. And right now he is uh he's skating on a line with um, Jack Roslovich and Matthew Perot, their third line, which is, looks like a pretty dirty third line if this kid makes the team. Uh, again, another guy that played the World Juniors last year, two goals, four assists in five games for Finland. Uh, was also near a point per game in Finland's top league last year, um, 43 <laughs> points in 48 games. And the other one is. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Talking about me. that league again. <laughs> yeah, I love the finish Twice league. One show. And <laughs> then uh, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Heike is another guy <laughs> who, watch, uh, games who, who they're same. expecting same, same. to. Make the Vegas roster Maybe not at training camp It's not for sure uh, But he's a guy that's expected To get a look at some point this year um, Just great speed He was also um, a, He was actually a late pick Sixth round pick a couple of years ago But he absolutely torched the AHL uh, Last year 40, 48 points 15 goals 33 assists And 50 games and uh, so he's another guy to keep an eye on. Both obviously depth players in like their respective organizations right now. Uh, two very talented top sixes on both those squads. But I mean, if you're in one of these deep ass leagues and you're looking for a winger to keep on your roster for many years to come, Haika uh, and Vasilin and two other guys just to keep an eye on, along with Kamenev nothing but
1: upside this far now
2: yeah. in the draft board. Exactly. Great names, too. Yeah, phenomenal names. But anyways, that was season four, episode three of the Daily Face Off podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will be back on Thursday. Back at you. We seemingly always just do this during these terrible-ass yeah. football games that we just have them mute in the background and don't actually give a shit. 16-3, they've been, eh? They've cool. been garbage, yeah. A good um, call
1: taking the over on everything. They're yeah, so they are going to... Pops bet. <laughs>
2: they are... We are going to preview the right wing position on Thursday. Episode will be out on Friday, so... Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, head over to iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star review. Leave us a nice comment. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, but and subscribe. If it's not subscribe nice, yet. it should
1: at least be constructive. Yeah, so
2: let us know what we need to do. There's got to be a takeaway there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm Rob nice. we got Dylan DeBerthew, Michael B. Bond. We'll see you guys back here on Friday. It's been good. Peace. I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe.